It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, even on the weekend. Yes, we are available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. It is the weekend. We've got 50% of it left on our Sunday morning, September the 17th today. And coming up, of course, we've got seven days of real estate. We look back over the last seven days. Some of the interviews, some of the stories, some of the talking points, and that is all on the way, including Sally Tyndall. We spoke to her about the current state of the interest rates. This is a great question we talked about on Monday. How are people managing to still get big deposits despite some of the interest rates that we have seen. So we will talk to Sally about that. We also spoke to PropTrack earlier in the week and economist Anne Flaherty about new data revealing Sydney suburbs where residents are staying put, staying in the same suburb for 20 plus years. Margaret Lomas, we spoke to her about the hype that you should be paying attention to and when is the next boom coming? Well, we'll get Margaret's thought on that. And Warren Hogan was here talking about the possibility of no more rate hikes for the rest of 2023. It's going to be interesting to see if we can hang on for the rest of this year with no more rises. That will be wonderful if it happens. And could the rates come down as early as next year? We talk about about that as well as small business owners with mortgages. And if you're one of these small business owners, how are you getting on? You're running your small business, you've got payroll, you've got all the stress that comes with the small business, and then you've got the mortgage. So if you have been hanging on up until now, keep going. Don't stop now. Keep going. Let's hope that things improve, especially over the next uh, 6 to 12 months, especially. Now, if you're turning a year older today, happy birthday for today, September the 17th. Baz Luhrmann, the Aussie film director, is turning 61. Also in the 60s is Damon Hill, pretty fast on the racetrack when he was racing. He's turning 63, and it would have been John Ritter's birthday today. Many of the millennials will say, John who? And you'll know who I'm talking about if you watched Three's Company. He passed away, unfortunately, back in 2003. He would have been 75 today. We dive deep into topics like buying, selling, investing, and maximising your property's value. From mortgage advice to the latest property data and trending numbers, your real estate journey starts here. It's the main centre forecast. And let's check on the Sunday weather around the country. I cannot believe what is happening in Sydney today. Blue skies, sunshine, that's part of it. But look at the temperature, 33-0 for you today. That is welcome news. Melbourne expecting a mainly fine day, 24. Blue skies in Brisbane with 27. And it is a clean sky. Slate, Perth, sunshine and 21. Get out and enjoy your day. 
unlock the secrets of real estate and stay informed about the latest real estate buzz with hot market trends, emerging suburbs and hidden gems. And what's interesting for me to watch is that after 12 RBA hikes, four of them were double. By and large, rates are now 4% higher than they were 18 months ago and that should have tanked property prices because it has a significant handbrake on how much people can borrow their maximum borrowing capacity and yet property prices since around the start of this year have been going the other way. To give you an idea of just how big that handbrake is, Craig, for a single person, someone that was a decent income earner, $150,000 in May of 2022, they've had a, you know, a 4% or thereabouts uh, pay increase since then. Their borrowing capacity as a result of the 12 RBA hikes has dropped by 300 and $68,000 or thereabouts. I mean, obviously it depends on each individual lender and people's circumstances, but $368,000, that should have a massive impact. You have got some some of the numbers, the median house price numbers, where they will be by the end of this year. And Sally, this year is running out. This year is running out, Craig. These are forecasts, so no one can say with 100% confidence where they will be at the end of the year. Uh, But we've got the best and brightest economic minds looking at this. Uh, We looked at the property price forecasts from ANZ, NAB and Westpac. They forecast uh, from the beginning to the end of the year, but what we've done is gone and take CoreLogic's median house prices for now and tried to work out. Looking at Sydney, Westpac from August through to December, has Sydney still rising by 1%, ANZ at 0% growth. They think it's going to be relatively flat, NAB going down uh, by 2%. So you can see even in Sydney, you've got this huge range between Westpac's thinking they'll go up from here, ANZ flat and NAB down. But we've extrapolated that out on ANZ's forecast and that would land Sydney's median house price at around $3.4 million by the end of this year. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. That's exactly right. You know, we all know people who've stayed in a home for a very long time, but there are some suburbs around Sydney where on average a property isn't sold for more than 20 years. So there are quite a number of suburbs around Sydney where the average hold period has been increasing. And the fact that it's now taking more than two decades for properties to sell in some of these areas just speaks to how tightly held they are. Always like to ask an economist in this case uh, what you thought of was going to happen last Tuesday and what did happen. Look, the Reserve Bank kept interest rates on hold. It's what everyone expected to happen. And I think it is really good news for the market. We know that, you know, over the past 12 months, a lot of people have been very hesitant to sell and hesitant to buy because they were nervous about how high interest rates would go. But the fact that we've now had three months where they've held steady is really going to help to restore some confidence, I think. And the hold time, I note, has increased over the last 10 years by 2.5 years. So tell us a little bit about that. Look, I think that one of the reasons why people are staying in their homes longer is because of stamp duty. So stamp duty is a big disincentive to selling and buying a new home. It's a massive upfront cost. And in fact, for example, a family that bought and sold a median priced Sydney home four times over the past 20 years 
would have paid 10 times more in stamp duty than a family that stayed in the same home. So it discourages people from moving and it means that people are often sometimes more likely to live in properties that don't even suit their needs. And what do they all have in common, do you think? Look, often the areas where we see people stay for a long period of time tend to be more expensive areas, but they're also areas that appeal to a really broad range of people at different life stages. So these suburbs tend to have schools, childcare, fantastic retail amenity like cafes, restaurants, shopping centres. They also seem to be well connected into the city. So whether that be by rail or good road networks, And we tend to see these suburbs in sort of middle and outer suburban rings. From buying strategies, a fluctuating market, the importance of data, geographical differences, confidence in the market, rental yields. Stay informed every morning from 6am. You know, we're riding along on this wave of enthusiasm throughout the Sydney market, but underneath that wave of enthusiasm is all the stuff that you can't see, just like, you know, you could be surfing the greatest wave in the ocean and underneath can be a great white shark just waiting to bite your leg off while you're doing it. And there's a lot of stuff rumbling under the surface of the Sydney market that concerns me about giving people too much enthusiasm into the future about another recovery or another property boom. You know, while I might support the fact that we may be having a recovery, we have to understand what that means. A recovery means that we're getting back to our pandemic levels of growth when we saw unprecedented demand. It doesn't mean we're going to have a property boom. And to me, there's many reasons why we should be very hesitant about thinking we're about to go into a boom time in in the Sydney market. And I think many people, Margaret, look at auction result numbers as a bit of a barometer of the property market, rightly or wrongly, improving or going backwards. Look, I'm typically suspicious of auction clearance rates anyway. I think they're misreported and I think we have to be careful about using that as our single barometer of what's happening in a market. Let me tell you about some of the other things that I'm seeing happening below the surface, the things which do make me hesitant about whether or not our Sydney market can once again go to some significant price growth. We have to understand that one of the things that very few commentators are talking about, I'm not sure that I've heard anyone talk about this yet, is that our Sydney market and all of our markets at the moment are still being driven by the last trickle of those additional savings that people made during the pandemic. I personally know a lot of people who sat at home during the pandemic, couldn't go anywhere. They were on fairly good incomes. They couldn't spend that money, so they saved it. And it meant that a lot of those people who were formerly renters came out of the pandemic with a significant chunk of money that then went to their deposit on a home. We're now seeing that group of people come to an end in terms of their participation in the market. So those people have been taking advantage of the the slight downtime that we've had in the Sydney market in the last 18 months. They've been coming in with their boosted deposits. They've been able to bid quite well at auction and maybe even pay a little bit more than the owners were asking to pay. And that fueled that 
that recovery, in my opinion. So more people with more deposit, able to borrow more and go into that Sydney market. But now we're seeing that come to an end. Those people are done now. They've bought their properties. The people who saved money during the pandemic for the purposes of buying property, who didn't buy property, may well have spent it on other things instead. I've definitely seen some people spend their home deposits on holidays coming out of the pandemic. Stay ahead of the competition with the latest news, insights and data analysis on the property podcast that keeps you informed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think the RBA did get on with it with those largely unexpected back-to-back moves in May and June. I think that's then positioned them well for this genuine pause. Three months is a genuine pause. They got the cash rate to a level 4.1%. I was arguing maybe 3.5% was the right level, but they got it to a level that they felt comfortable that they could then sit back and watch how all these rate hikes were going to affect the economy, bearing in mind that these things take time to work their way through the system. So they're doing that. And I think as the information has come out on both inflation and and underlying economic activity, I think they'd be pretty happy with how things are playing out. It looks like we're on that narrow path, getting rid of this inflation gradually without having to induce a recession for the economy. So a big tick for the RBA on that. And across the last week, it's been a major talking point here as to whether we are likely to see any more of these rate rises between now and the end of the year. So what is the Warren Hogan viewpoint on that this morning? Yeah, look, I think there is a a good chance we'll get through the rest of this year without any further rate hikes. There's certainly the views coming out of economists is that they can start cutting rates next year as early as February or March. I still don't like that view because... I still think it's a 50-50 chance of one more this year, and if not this year, there's still a a more chance of a rate hike in February and March than a cut. I think we have to go all the way through to the end of 2024 before we can start thinking about cuts. And Warren, what about the small to medium-sized businesses in this current landscape? Because there are so many of these first-home buyers out there that are also juggling the business and the mortgage front together. Just how tough do you think things are at the moment for this section of battlers in the market? Yeah, look, I think it is getting tougher this year after, I think, a reasonable bounce out of the pandemic. We're getting some concerning evidence emerging that SMEs and particularly small business are finding it harder to pass on rising cost pressures to their customers. And of course, prior to this year, higher costs have been to some extent being able to be offset with higher prices and hence the inflation we've got. But the slowing economy, the tougher competitive environment in many industries is is making that particularly difficult for SMEs uh, to put up their prices. And of course, that's starting to impact their profitability. So we're going to need to keep a close eye on that because this really is the the next phase of the economic slowdown. We're, we're certainly, the slowdown is underway. The latest national accounts showed GDP growth slowed quite a lot in the first half of this year, mainly led by belt tightening across the consumer sector. Now it's whether or not that softness in consumption catches up with what has otherwise been a pretty buoyant business sector, continuing to invest and hire for most of the year so far. 
But there are some signs, some cracks emerging, you might say, in, in the business sector uh, that they may start to feel a pinch from slower demand in the economy. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. Podcast.